The following audio was recorded during a meeting of the Department of Offense. It is not suitable for children, the easily offended, or anyone with actual taste. You have been warned. Jane Goodall motorboating a gorilla's floppy milk. I would make a lot of rectangles. I could never do squares right. We all had to put pants on this week because you're here. And now it's time for the Department of Offense. Welcome to episode 71 of the Department of Offense. I'm your host, Casey. Joining me, as always, is Carlos. Yeah, I'm And here. Eric. Hello. And nobody else is here because I don't have any more friends. <laughs> yeah, it sucks to be you. It feels really good to be back behind the microphones again. It's been... Uh, over a week since I've sat in this chair. Yeah, I was all ready for some console cowboys. Like, nope. Yeah, I know happen. it was it was bad. Um, so I I I found this miraculous thing called alcohol yeah. on Thursday night, and it was just not good. What? That's the problem. You keep finding it. Where, where did you find this? <laughs> I ended up at Pitchfork, and then at Patty's, and then drinking liquor in the what? backyard. What? Because. That it just seemed like the thing to do, and so yeah, we'll we'll get you a bonus episode of Console Cowboys in at some point, I'm sure, to make up for it, or we'll just keep moving on with our lives. Yeah, that's we'll also just, quite possibly we'll what's going to happen. We'll just pretend it never happened. I'm going to. I yeah. wasn't going to bring it up, but Carlos did. What are we talking about? What are we talking? Oh man, <sighs> you know, what do I got what do I pay you guys for anyway. I don't. You don't pay us. Shut up. They don't supposed to know that <laughs> radio magic. Mm. We get so, Carlos. What have you been up to for the past? Oh, well, and I guess yeah, we had the off week last week. But. Well, I've been trying to play some video games to try to get. I have all these new ones coming, and next week it's going to be worse because I have Watch Dogs that arrives. Yeah, I've been debating putting off buying Watch Dogs so I can actually get stuff done for a bit. <laughs> like wait until I have a lull in shit I need to do. Because I just have so many. Like I ended up accident. Like I bought one game because I oh this will be fun and then. Uh, uh, not Duke Nukem, but uh, Wolfenstein came out. It's like, oh, you know, like I wasn't going to buy it. I've heard really good things about Wolfenstein. Like I wasn't going to buy it, and then Spencer dropped by, and it was like, hey, I'm going to, I'm really thinking of getting Wolfenstein tonight. It's like, oh, well, I saw a trailer, like, all right, I'm going to go buy that tonight. <laughs> so I ended up going to Walmart at midnight to get that. And then uh, I also, same time that happened. Uh, yeah, just keep going. Same time that that happened, also, uh, like, the same night that came out was Transistor's uh, release night, which I had pre-ordered so on wait, PS4. So, wait, what's Transistor's? Transistor is uh, made by the people who did Bastion, and it's a uh, pretty cool, uh, like, uh, I'm sure it plays rather similarly to that, as far as, like, the running around the world. Okay. Part. Uh, but it's like kind of an action game where, and it's, I, I like to think of it as a combination of Tron and Blade Runner. Like just how the feel like everybody seems to be uh, programs or they when they die they become a program. Mm-hmm. Like the main character, she's not a program, but she used to be a singer, and then like the sword uh, used to be a person, but now he's you know a sword, and he, his files corrupted or whatever. And you go around trying to get revenge on the four people of the city that uh, brought you to this. So it was a uh, pretty badass. I have it on PS4, and uh, can like the sword like talks to you in the game. Mm-hmm. Because the main character can't talk, and uh, the, uh, on the PS4, the controller also has a speaker. So when the sword talks, it comes from the speaker, and it's pretty badass. Yeah. 
just having this actual all of a sudden your controller starts talking to you and demon thing get away makes it like when you're heading to the city and like the sword is like when like the sword wants you to like leave the city and like no you turn to get your revenge or whatever the swords is fine but don't let me go like that makes it like a little bit stronger since it's actually coming from your own fucking hand so but yeah i'm i'm enjoying that game a lot so far i just don't have time to like focus on it because i have all these other fucking games yeah and Eric, what have you been up to? Uh, just working and and playing a little bit a bit of video games myself. I had to, um at work early. I had the perfect uh, that's what she said moment. Oh yeah, with these two chicks, they're putting some boxes away, and and both of them gave me one. And one of them. Oh yeah, they did. <laughs> they're, they're putting boxes up, and I and then I hear one of them go, uh, uh, like, uh, you know, like lifting boxes makes it like a chick, like, uh, you know, working <laughs> noise. And then she's like, "You just need another inch." And then, the, and then the other girl turns around and she's stalked her, and she's like, "Oh, it's not gonna fit." And I just had to turn around and be like, "That's what she said." <laughs> and it was, it was, it was perfect. It was perfect. They were just like. Seriously, and I was like, "Yep, that's what yep. she said." That uh, first one's that not first very, one's uh, not very good. No. <laughs> that that was just depressing. <laughs> well, yeah. She might say it, but you'll be really sad <laughs> yeah, afterwards. Right, right. It just needs another inch. Just needs another inch. That's not a helpful thing to say to anybody. <laughs> Don't say that. That's oh. just not nice. That was great, not though. at all. It was perfect. <laughs> Barney Stinson would have been proud. Yeah, he would have, but only if you banged them both. One of them I would, the other one now. Okay, then maybe Barney. <laughs> but you, you gotta go for the belt. That's true. Barney <laughs> would have respect for me if I did. Right? Barney doesn't have respect for anybody. Especially not women. Nope. No, Barney. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. So, last week we didn't have a show. Because I went and saw some of the fucking dinosaurs. And it was awesome. We went to the Science Museum in Minnesota. If you guys are in the area and you haven't been to the Science Museum in Minnesota, I highly recommend going. And if you can find some kids to go with, it's even better. I mean, just steal somebody's. I don't know. <laughs> Doesn't really, they don't have to be yours. Hey, little kid, you want to go see some dinosaurs? In May, they got in for free. So, I mean, it's not even more. But going with a, going with some kids uh, is is awesome because you can see them. Like learning and shit, and just the sense of like the sense of like awe and shit that they get is it's really cool, and they're always so excited. Yay, dinosaurs! Well, not even like just the dinosaurs; they have all like the other exhibits and stuff. And who cares about that when there's dinosaurs, though? Well, because you could see the dinosaurs, but then when you're done seeing the dinosaurs, you're like, "But what about all the other science?" And so we went and saw all the other science because there's a lot of science. There's a ridiculous amount of science, though. Uh, once or once every other month on a Thursday night, they they open up the science museum to just uh, twenty one plus. That's cool, and like they serve beer and shit. That's awesome. I I want to go there. I think that that night would be a lot of fun. That would be fun. But yeah, so that's that. That was my last weekend. Other than that, I've been just working a shit ton. It's not fun. Nope. And we're busy this weekend too. And oh man, we're brewing so much on Monday. And we have so a show to record beer. tomorrow. Yeah, we got a show to record tomorrow. We're brewing on Monday, uh, and then we're launching a new show next week. Yeah. On uh, on Tuesday, I think is when it comes out. So we're gonna record it on Sunday, I think. 
So that's that's a thing. Keep keep an eye out for that. There's a new show coming that I that I think you guys will really like. I know I'm really excited for it. Um, Just when am I going to find time to see X Men theaters? Saw it Friday. Night. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I did a double feature last night of Godzilla and X Men. Oh yeah, it was it was a good idea. Oh yeah, were they good? Yeah, yeah. I really so Godzilla disappointed me a little bit because, um, well, spoiler alert. Brian Cranston dies la, in the first 15 la, minutes la, of the la, film. La, la, la. What? The first 15 minutes? Yeah. <laughs> so they weren't kidding when they said he was underused. All he right. was super underused. <laughs> like, just fucking Brian Cranston's dead. And then, then it's just his stupid son trying to get home to his stupid family. And there wasn't even, like, any really good monster fights until, like, the last 20 minutes of the film. And I'm just like, but... But they set it up good for, like, future Godzilla movies? Um, I'm not gonna lie, I missed the last five minutes of the movie because I had to make it to X-Men. Oh, yeah? Yeah, there was a slight overlap there, and I, like, I was so already disheartened with the film, I didn't really care, and I was like, I could find the last five minutes online somewhere. Or read about it. But X-Men was fantastic. X-Men was amazing. I loved it. It go go see it. I'll probably go see it again with you because it was that good. If I'm not exhausted, completely exhausted by the end of tomorrow I'll, after the mm. recording, I'll probably go. Any good hero uh, uh, cameos in there? Everybody, X Men. I've heard that everybody did an amazing job in it. Yeah. Everybody. I mean, there there weren't like a whole lot of cameos. I mean, just X Men. Apparently, living like, X Men. Apparently, Quicksilver was amazing in it. Yeah. Uh, Tyrion Lannister was there. That yeah. was the thing. Yeah, the- I was like, "How did you get out of the 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 play?" So no, what, King's what Landing. You, That's what, what I was doing. Out of King's Landing, you little shrimp. <laughs> what are you doing? Where is Jamie? Didn't he? Oh, spoiler alert! Die, Jamie? No, yeah. I thought he died. No, nope. He lost his hand. Yeah. No, no. I'm sorry, not Jamie. It was the uh, the little prince. The prince oh, one. Joffrey. Yeah. yeah, Joffrey died. The little shit. Oh, sorry, spoiler alert. Joffrey died. At the purple wedding? Red the wedding. The purple wedding. No. I'm waiting it, for the magenta wedding. I guess, yeah, I guess it could be the purple wedding. No, it is called the purple red yeah, wedding. He, There's the red wedding, and then right after the red wedding is the purple wedding. <laughs> and, oh my, it, yeah. Just we Game of Thrones, should not be so talking good. about this stuff, because there are some people that aren't... I'm one of those. Uh, it doesn't matter. It's, it's, no, yeah, you're right. It's too late after that. Dude, the books have been it's, out for so long. No, it's... it's so I, yeah. TV shows, you have two weeks to watch it. Uh, otherwise, you can't really complain about spoilers. I mean, I won't be the person to be like, oh, you haven't seen it? Let me spoil everything yeah. for you. But if we're talking about it in conversation, you get two weeks as a grace period. Like, I understand that you're busy, but... I'm not going to give you six fucking months. Yes. Well, why won't you? Seems fair. Seems fair. Then why won't you spoil uh, how your how I met your mother or for me yet? I'm not going to watch that because you're going to watch it. No, I'm not. You're going to watch it because I I, I I don't want to taint your your opinion of it. Well, thank you for keeping your taint away from my opinion, but I still want to. <laughs> I still, Carlos, wanna... you know you like my taint. <laughs> no, <laughs> he likes his opinion all over your taint. Ew. Thank what, you for what it. is his opinion? I don't know. All right, it's my fault for bringing the conversation down <laughs> to that, that low. Why did you bring us to that level, you jackass? <laughs> All right, well, shall we dive into some beer, guys? I feel like that. I, I think you've already dove into that no, first class there, pal. No, that was a torpedo. That was that was my pre-show <laughs> beer. Oh, I see. I see. That was my pre-show beer, and then I had my pre-pre-show beer. I haven't had beer all day. 
What? So, How did you survive? I don't know. I had I had a I, yeah, I, I had, had a smoothie and it was delicious. I haven't had beer like all week. A beer without I mean a smoothie without any beer or anything? Why wow. would you put beer in a smoothie? What I don't the know. What the fuck is wrong with you? I don't know. Actually, I'm thinking like a melon smoothie. Like like a watermelon smoothie or something with with like with, a wheat with a wheat or or maybe and a zucchini. Why a fucking a zucchini? I don't know. No. I hate zucchini. <laughs> Why do you hate zucchini? It doesn't taste like anything. You know what's delicious? Zucchini cake. Yes, I've heard because it, it stays moist. Oh, it's so yeah. Good. I've heard zucchini bread's good, but I just will never eat it because I hate zucchini so much. Why? Have you ever had zucchini? Oh, God. I had one, some in the stir fry. I felt like throwing up after every bite. But it's like, no, you have to finish it. Like, no. Oh, man. You said stir fry. Now I want Chinese food. N- no, that's like more Mongolian. Oh, ah. I don't care. Well, the stir fries <laughs> I I had growing up were not so much Chinese food as it was American is, stir fry. What stuff. does mom just, have left throw, over in the fridge? Yeah, let's just throw shit in the pan. All right, how dry can we make the steak? Okay, so the beer we have set in front of us. Uh, I well, I got to I got to give a big shout out to uh, Sierra Nevada for doing this, by the way, because that's fantastic. They did this box called the Four Way IPA Variety Pack, which has four IPAs in it. And you all know how I feel about IPAs. Carlos loves IPAs. Yeah. Eric loves IPAs. Everyone loves IPAs. And if you don't, you're wrong. Yeah, if you, or, <laughs> if you don't like IPAs, you should stop drinking beer. No, it, well, yeah, I, IPAs are an acquired taste. Like Carlos hated IPAs at first. I didn't like. IPAs well, it wasn't that I hated IPAs. I could not stand the double IPAs. Yeah, like well, all that hops, and I now know. double IPAs are so good. They are. They're so good. But all right, uh, so it came with uh, uh, their standard torpedo extra IPA, uh, blindfold black IPA. Uh, Snow Wit White IPA, and the one that we're trying today, uh, Nooner, their Session IPA. Now, I love IPAs, but I love, love, love Session IPAs. Give me something hoppy and with with a solid body that I can drink all day long, and I'm just happier than a pig and shit. So this is Nooner. Uh, on the bottle, it says, uh, Nooner IPA is light in body, but big in hop aroma and flavor. This session IPA delivers a dose of citrusy and grapefruit hop character from the use of whole cone American hops. So, Eric, what do you think? Um, I think it, it's really good. Uh, it, it smells, the smell of it, though, is not too much like an IPA. It's, it, it smells like a lager, almost. But, um... I don't. I don't really pick up the citrus in it either. Like it does say citrus on the label. I. I don't really get it, but I do get a lot of like the earthy and like pininess, and it's 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 good. There's a bottling date on these. I definitely like it. Uh, two twenty one fourteen was the bottling date, so they're a few months old. Yeah, and that I could definitely see that's where the hop character is is coming down. Yeah, it's it's not coming through in the aroma a whole uh, lot. Um, I'm getting like just a slight sweetness in the aroma, not a whole lot of that in-your-face hop character I expect from something labeled IPA. Oh, yeah. um, Carlos, what about you? I I don't mind it at all. It's pretty good actually. Yeah. Yeah. No. I yeah. I'm not saying it's bad. Yeah. Uh, I think fresh. Like if this was um, less than a month old or even a month old, I think it'd be phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, it has an 83 on Beer Advocate, 
So there's that. Um, it, it racks in at 4.8%, and it doesn't taste like a 4.8% beer. No, it's very... It, it has it has the body. It's it's dry. I really like that it's dry, and it it can support the hops that it's using. Yep, it's delicious. Yeah, like sometimes you get the uh, this like the session ales that are thin, and like they try to throw a whole bunch of hops on that, and it just doesn't work. I feel like this one works really well. Another one that Sierra Nevada like they do solid beers all around. They really do. There's yep. there's nothing from them that I'm like, oh my god, this is the greatest thing ever. But I can grab any one of their beers, and I know I'm going to like it. Yep, you'll be happy with it. Mm-hmm. They, we they definitely product. We definitely end up with torpedo and pale, the pale ales here uh, a lot, a lot, a lot. Because I mean, they're very solid beers. Yeah, like and they're easy drinking, and like get a six pack of something random, and then just get a twelve pack of uh, Sierra Nevada, and then you're set. Yeah, yep. and it's I mean, it's a good just everyday drinking beer. Uh, yeah, I like, but like I said, I'm not picking up a whole lot of the. I'm getting I'm getting the citrus, but that could be lingering from the torpedo as well. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, I've I don't been, I don't really pick it up the citrus. Um, I'm just glad that we're drinking something that didn't expire like over a year ago, <laughs> like last Thank, week. Thanks, Frankenmuther or whatever that crap was. <laughs> well, well, it's no, not we, their fault. The wait, was was the Frankenmuther the one that we couldn't find the the uh, bottle no, label it. on? Oh, we was it? it? Yeah. Okay. Because I know there was one we were talking about that we couldn't find. We didn't care for it, and we couldn't find the bottle date on it and that really irritates me like sierra nevada it's right on there it's easy to read it was the month frank- day year we had issues finding on that franken with i think was it okay i it doesn't like just breweries take this as you know i think just put the bottling date on the bottle so we can see and be like okay so we're not tasting it at its best also if you see a uh, some beer with dust on it maybe think twice about your purchase yeah. Nah. <laughs> Dust means that it's aged well. Is that what it means? Sure. I bought <laughs> I went to Divine today and ended up I was I ended up being there for like an hour and a half. Because I I ended up buying a whole bunch of stuff, like brewing wise. Oh, you bought it all at Divine today? I didn't buy it all at Divine, but I bought like the sack of grain and stuff at Divine. That's a big sack, and like, and the, I suppose everybody, uh, you should probably put it on Facebook or something. I I, I will. I'll, I'll I'll show all of the ingredients on on the BNS. Just Facebook just page. post your uh, sack on the yeah. Facebook you should page. you should stand stand. <laughs> should over I it? post my sack on the Facebook? <laughs> stand over it. Carlos, you're picture. very sexual today. <laughs> stand over it, take a picture, and say, "This is my fifty pound sack." <laughs> yeah, there's a, a massive sack of grain in the kitchen. Yeah, and well, it's a fifty pound, fifty five pound sack. Um, we're uh, the two recipes that we made are using forty of it, uh, and then I'm doing. I think I'm. Uh, I decided on a whim that I'm going to do a five gallon batch of the watermelon wheat mm-hmm. again, and so there's more of that. And I picked up some. Some red wheat, so I can get that done. Because we have the third annual Divine Homebrew Competition coming Yeah, out. we're going to talk about that in a bit, but we might as well talk about it now. Sure. Is beer, Divine Homebrew Competition. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, we are, again, uh, I guess, what doing all the audio for the event and the yeah. entertainment. We are, like, we're going to have some guests. We're going to have some interviews. It's going to be a great day. We're going to be broadcasting the entire thing live again, hopefully. As of right now, we are. Yeah, we're broadcasting live again, so you'll be able to listen from home if you're not in the area. If you're in the area, come down, taste some great homebrew. If you're homebrewer yourself, submit that shit and compete against 
some of the greatest homebrewers like me. That's right. Compete against me. Kick my ass. Or me. I'm also competing for the, like the first time ever. Are you competing? Because I'm yeah I'm good I'm making that double IPA might as well enter it. Uh, that's, well I, I was gonna enter it. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna, just gonna take credit for it. No, <laughs> no. It's, well, Carlos, I built the recipe, and I'm gonna start brewing. <laughs> no, I, I'm gonna actually be there. I'm gonna you're, okay. I'm gonna have to ask you questions about the recipe too because I have to figure out what the hell. I, <laughs> did you? Uh, well, I, I like you just all right. No, that's fine. You, you chose like the Pliny the. Uh, I, yeah, we're we're doing we're doing a Pliny Did clone. You end up altering it at all? Uh, not a, a little bit. Right. Um, I took I took Vinny's recipe and I scaled it down to a ten gallon batch and uh, touched it scaled up. Scaled it down to a ten gallon batch. Oh my god, what was he making? Well, he makes uh, like he makes it, you know, it on a commercial system. Oh, well, that was his actual yeah yeah, yeah recipe. Yeah, his actual right. recipe. <laughs> So I, I scaled that down. <laughs> I suppose you'd have to. Yeah, a little bit. Well, I don't. I don't have that size of a system. Was it for like a public release recipe? Uh, no. So uh, is, Mitch Mitch Steele from Stone, uh-huh. uh, he released the book uh, or yeah, the yeah, IPA yeah, book. Yeah, yeah. And uh, oh, okay, yeah. That yeah, that recipe is in the back of there. Yeah. So speaking of Stone, they're they're expanding their operations now. They got they're yep. opening a place in North Carolina. They actually uh, got evacuated last week or the week before. Because of all the fires, oh damn! Like they had to, they had to like shut down for a week. I hope their beer's all right. It is. Uh, Jamil Zanishev, who owns Heretic, uh, was saying on the Brewing Network the other day that he's that he that he texted him. He's like, "So uh, we're getting a bunch of smoked beers this year." Yeah, from Stone, I, was, right? I, was, I was about to make a smoked beer joke. Beat me to it. <laughs> But yeah, so all right, Divine Homebrew Competition. It's the thirteenth of July. It's a, I think it's the second Sunday in July, I believe. Um, it's gonna be a lot of fun. It's, it's a great way to just come down, taste a bunch of homebrewers. Everyone there is uh, awesome. Like just a lot of really good people. Uh, we're gonna have good music, good show, good beer. So yeah, on the final day of River Falls. Days. Yeah, uh, and if you are local and you're looking for something to enter and you're not sure what, uh, Divine is doing something different this year. Uh, they're doing two. Uh, they're calling it their process beers, and they're they're selling the recipe kits and everyone's brewing those kits and then entering them and so those kits are competing against each other, which I think is a phenomenal idea. This is a good idea, and so, that'll sell them plenty of kits too. So yeah, so I I, I picked up both of those as well. Because I have to kick Miles' ass. That's right, Miles. Yeah, I know you're listening. I want Miles to lose. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, Divine Homebrew Competition, July 13th. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. Our, I'm excited. Our Monday, our, uh, what is it, uh, what, what day, what holiday is Monday? It's uh, Memorial, Memorial day. day. I can't, I, Veterans Day and Memorial Day, they're, like, yeah. they're pretty much the same day. And uh, Memorial Day, uh, we're brewing all day. All so. day, yeah. So, you're going to be there, 8 a.m., right, Carlos? Yeah, I am. Good. Well, because, uh. I actually am going to be so exhausted by the end of uh, yeah. Sunday. Well, and your double IPA is the first one we're brewing that day. Yeah. So you better be there. I'm gonna, The question is, when am I going to go uh, probably during one of the uh, hour-long boils? So it's probably when I'm going to run to the grocery store and get some hamburgers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I think Spencer said he was going to bring... Uh, doesn't matter. Not important radio yeah. stuff. Yeah. No, you not You guys don't give any of the shits about... Like, our, I, I thought about live streaming it, though. So uh, I'll, I'll post a, I'll post a thing tomorrow, and if there's any interest in it, I might live stream the brew day. Well, I wouldn't worry about live streaming it so much as like maybe just recording some some of it. No, I, I was just gonna set up the laptop with the webcam and just let it run be, all day. Uh, it might be miserable in the morning. Why thunderstorms? Nah, we'll be fine. 
It's supposed to be like 90 that day. Oh, God. That's it's going to be awesome. Yeah, it's going to supposed to clear up as the day goes on. Yeah, I'm not super worried. As long as it's warm, it can be wet. That's fine. We got lids for shit. Yeah, you've got never gone. I suppose you've only gotten sick when it's been wet and cold outside. No, and it wasn't wet. The fuck it, I got... I got sick because I sat over a boiling kettle when it was negative outside, and I'm surprised sounds- I didn't get pneumonia. Yeah, that's how you get it. <laughs> yeah, but I was making beer, so the gods smiled upon me. Maybe digging pneumonia, you were sick for a while. <laughs> I was sick for a while. <laughs> that was bad. That was bad. And then you stopped making stuff in the winter. I, I did until we get a garage. But it's... Like, I like making, like, I love making beer, but I hate getting sick. <laughs> so bad. All right, hang on. I got a thing here for, there it is. Oh, here he comes. And now the Department of Offense presents News with Casey. There we go. See? There's a thing. An officer in Camden, New Jersey has been suspended for lewd behavior. That lewd behavior, you ask? Well, apparently, while in a Starbucks, he got a little bored and pulled down his shorts and started choking his chicken. Wait, an officer? An officer. <laughs> of the law. And, I mean, let's be honest here. Everyone knows that you only do that in a caribou coffee. Yeah. Yeah, Starbucks is, is, a, is a classy <laughs> Starbucks joint. is a classy yeah. joint. What do you it. think that froth is? <laughs> it's funny you say that, because that is the pun that was in the article. He tried to add his own froth to his mocha. Oh. That's <laughs> fucking gross Carlos you are in the strange minds think alike I I guess guess. damn Uh, Houston area stripper uh, Nomi Mims it's N-O-M-I how would you pronounce that Nomi is that Nomi or Nami Nomi Nami, 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 That's uh, the sound her vagina makes when it goggles up paid for penises. Uh, is being sued by Robert Wallace for $2,000 and a Harry Potter DVD collection. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Apparently, Wallace, a Houston-based software developer, thought that he and uh, Nami were in a relationship together, and he ended up giving her $2,000, a laptop, and his Harry Potter DVDs over several months. He doesn't, when, <laughs> he doesn't want the laptop back. <laughs> when the relationship ended on May 3rd, Wallace figured that Mims would give the items back. Because, oh yeah, that's what strippers would do. When she didn't, he filed the suit. Uh, Mims claimed that they, were, that they were never more than just friends. And she gave him the, uh, things too, but she can't get her booty or her boobs back. Yeah, you can't really slut. Well, she's a stripper. Yeah, that's a, like that is her profession. This is a it's kind of on him in this case. So. <laughs> it really is. I don't know what he was expecting. That was a different. The stripper is. Uh, oh, and it, the the story does end well because uh, Dave says, or no, not Dave. Robert says that he will no longer be dating strippers. It's probably a good call on his part. Yeah. <laughs> it's good probably idea, a really good decision. Good like, oh, you, you finally figured it out. But man, I really hope he gets his Harry Potter DVDs back. I know, dude. Because he totally needed those. Well, I guess he should really take this opportunity and upgrade to the Blu-rays. Yeah, well, that's That'd a good be, call. That's, that's a good call. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah, I mean, because that's... I like how he wrote, just completely wrote off laptop. He didn't want it back. <laughs> He's just like, nope, nope. But this Harry Potter shit. Yes. 
<laughs> That's fucking important, man. Well, he probably got bored one weekend. And he's like, you know what would be a lot of fun? Watching all the Harry Potter movies. Oh, oh that bitch. God damn it. <laughs> now you're thinking of yourself, Casey. You're thinking of what you would do. Hey, he's a... I've done that. But... I know. I know you have. <laughs> Didn't they say the guy was a software engineer, right? I mean... You fucking nerds oh, love that Harry it. Potter stuff. I know. Shut we're talking, up. We're talking about the. We're talking with the person here who watches all the TGIF shows every summer. Speaking of which, I got to start that, that uh, next week. Well, June. With? June is June is when uh, you, I do. I do uh, Boy Meets World, and then I do Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Yeah, that's not TGIF. Yeah, it is. It, oh yeah, I guess it was. It yeah, was like the later was. TGIF, the lady wasn't TGIF, it? TGIF, yeah. Uh, Boy Meets World was. I, yeah, I guess it was later. I don't. But, I, I, don't I actually don't know. I only know. Like, I, I, tr- I tried watching like Family Matters and stuff, and I just can't do it. They're too old. Yeah. Dated. So I, I, whenever I try to watch an episode of uh, The Fresh Prince of Bel Air, I just can't stop thinking, "Oh my god, '90s clothing is so bad." Yeah, but The Fresh Prince totally holds up. Oh, it does. Totally holds up. It's just like what Will Smith was wearing. Like when I was a kid watching it, like I enjoyed it, and like. Like his what he was wearing that didn't bother yep. me, but like I watch it nowadays, it's like oh my god, he looks so bizarre. Comes out with his neon green Reebok Reebok punk uh, pumps and and oh gosh, darn like it, Carlton! Right yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like it actually even have to be, if you watch the opening of uh, Men in Black, like he's just wearing the bright orange uh, parachute yeah. pants or whatever. It's like that looks pretty bizarre. So here's a question, Carlos. 90s. Did you know? That there was a porn parody of the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Oh, let me see if I can try to guess what it's called. Uh, <sighs> it's called the Fresh Prince of Bel Air XXX. Really? Yeah. They didn't get. They dropped Creed. the ball. What the hell? But so my my question is, how did they make Carlton sexy? Like, they, is that even they possible? Well, they don't have to. You don't have to make male porn characters sexy. They don't have. Yeah, to. but no, but they have to be put in a sexy situation. Like that's what porn is—is is, you know, sexy situations. They make the girls keep coming on to him, and he just doesn't get it. And like, does Uncle Phil like just come in and just be like, "Oh, <laughs> stop ruining the show for me!" Right? <laughs> <laughs> like, I was just, oh man. I just don't, I don't even. See, I don't want to see that. Didn't uh, Uncle Phil, like the person who uh, voiced Uncle Phil, didn't he like do some voice acting? Like I'm trying to think. Yep. Uh, if yeah, do, who did he so. uh, voice? Ah, uh, oh man, I don't bring it up on IMDb. You got a laptop right there. I'm trying to think. Uh, I, uh, I can't believe I'm drawing a blank on this. I should know all the voice actors. But you should from, from the from this era. It wasn't Goliath, was it? It couldn't have been Goliath from Gargoyles. No, I don't think so. It could have been. No, Goliath was. Somebody else that we would recognize. Mm. <clears throat> That's because we all watched the shit out of Gargoyles. I didn't watch as much. I watched so much Gargoyles, I even had Gargoyles bed sheets. I had all of the toys. I didn't like that first episode. Of Gargoyles? No. By the way, that show does not hold up. Don't watch it. How, much, how many episodes did you watch? Like six. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And then I was like, nope, not holding up. I don't know. Maybe it gets a little bit better later on. Yeah, I... <sighs> I, I keep trying to, like, relive my youth, and it doesn't work, so I need to stop doing that. You just have to play the video games of your youth, except... The you video know. games of my youth totally hold up, for the most part. Yeah. I mean, there, there's a few that don't, but for the most part, they hold up. So what's the news on Uncle Phil? Oh, I'm looking. He's been in a lot of stuff. Oh, I, I bet. I, I what's was, his name? Uh, James Avery. James Avery. Hmm. Damn it, Uncle Phil. 
He was on Biker Mice from Mars. I loved that show. It was way better than Street Sharks. Yeah, Street Sharks. Street, Star- yeah, street Sharks sucked. Yeah, it was terrible. Street Biker Mice from Mars was awesome. Mm-hmm. I remember uh, one year for uh, Christmas. I had all I, of those toys. I, I didn't have uh, Street Sharks toys. I got a giant water bottle with a Street Shark upper body on it. Carlos, so I feel like we need to have like a bumper that we play every time you go. So one year for Christmas. <laughs> so, it should be the world's most. So what I had to music. do was I had to make my own Street Shark figures, <laughs> where I just I just uh, I took an action figure and stuffed them inside the uh, the uh, the upper the gigantic massive upper body of the Street Shark, and then I had my then I had a Street Shark figure. <laughs> The saddest childhood ever. <laughs> oh my god, Carlos! Your parents hated you. <laughs> I never used the water bottle once. That's because you don't like. Why would you? You're a kid. Kids don't like water. No, it doesn't have enough sugar in it. Though, I uh, one of the coolest toys I had. I had. Uh, you remember when like when the Flipper movie came out? No. Uh, they were like I think never saw McDon- Flipper. That sounds okay. horrible. Anyway, the Flipper movie came out, and like it was McDonald's or something had like had like little Flipper squirt guns where they were like hand puppets, and you sh- like basically stuffed your hand up into this dolphin, and there was a little bulb in there, and you could squirt shit, and there was like a shark one too, and we had those. It made bath time so much fun. So that would be fun. I'm curious in the movie Flipper, does he like fight sharks or something? Yes. I don't. I does he? I don't yep. remember. It's a shark fighting squad. No, it's, it's a dolphin. It's a singular dolphin. That fights sharks. That fights sharks. He's a badass. He's Flipper. He's really smart. It's a dolphin. That fights crime. He's better than that dolphin in whatever that stupid show was you guys were Free watching. Willy? No, there's no dolphins oh, in Free Willy. Sequest. Sequest is so bad. Sequest is so stupid. So, so, oh my so God. bad. Just this dolphin. Dolphin Oracle. What should we do next? I don't know what you should do. Oh my God. It was so bad. The dolphin's name was Darwin. Stupid dolphin. And his stupid talking computer that sounded funny. Oh my. Yeah, yeah it did. <laughs> Actually, oh. everybody listening should, you know, take some time of their life and watch some uh, Sequest on Netflix just to see. Just, just to know. And, and then. And then watch, re-listen to this. No. And then watch some uh, television nowadays and, you know, you won't feel quite as bad about the television nowadays. People bitch about the TV that's on now. It's fine. The TV's been horrible since TV's been on. There's the always going to be bad There's programming. There's always horrible yeah. stuff. We just remember the good. And I mean, granted, we are in a golden age of television right now. I mean, we're getting nice. a Constantine TV show, so. That's badass. Granted, he might, he's probably not going to be smoking in it, unfortunately. Hmm? Yeah, well, it's a network, main network uh, TV. I mean, they might not be able to show him smoking. But then the they could do the episode where he dies of cancer. I, I know, that that's the coolest part, right? In the comics, that was one of the coolest storylines where he's literally dying because of all the smoking he's been doing. And in the movie, like I, I, I'm sure you guys have seen the movie, where it's just fantastic where he's about to die to go to hell, and only the devil like, says, no, I'm not going to let you go die now because he, like, he ended up, instead of going to hell, he's going to go to heaven. So he stops him from dying, rips out all the tar from his lungs by hand, and then he gets to continue living. Yeah. And that was, you know, that movie, the Constantine movie, it doesn't follow the comic books very well, but it's a fantastic movie. It was a fun it's a movie. movie. It's fun. Yeah, it's a good movie. It's a great popcorn flick. Yep. Oh, definitely. All right. Besides, I, I know, have I have another uh, couple of news yeah. stories. I suppose we should get... Maybe <laughs> should we continue with those, maybe? <laughs> we could do that. 
like every week we come back from an off week, we always just go so far off topic. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. No, there isn't. There isn't. I'm just I'm making an observation. See, we don't have a producer off stage like tell, talking in our headsets. Get back on topic. No, the producer is drinking and running the show. It's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> All right, uh, David uh, Baster. Bastard. Uh, no, it was well, B A S T A R. Bay Star Baster. 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 A New York man had a mission the other day, and by God, it was going to get done. David allegedly found a bakery delivery truck that was making its daily delivery to the local pizzeria. And while the driver was inside, David hopped into the truck and drove it away. David then proceeded to deliver all the remaining bread on the truck, about $5,000 worth, to random businesses in Manhattan. No rhyme or reason, <laughs> just dropping bread off. <laughs> was he high? I don't know. Uh, David was apprehended when he brought the empty truck back to the bakery. That was his problem right there. <laughs> Well, like, he he was just like, I just want to deliver bread for a day. And then he stole the truck and brought it back to the bakery. I mean, he should have maybe uh, parked a block away. The guy lived his dream. What can he say? <laughs> Delivered bread. Just fucking random businesses. I'm just picturing this guy, armloads of, like, sourdough and rye, walking <laughs> so, into just places and that dropping like it down. So, bread! How much money was bread it delivery, worth? Bread delivery, huh? $5,000 worth of bread. Bread delivery, huh? I gotta get in the bread business. Oh, my God. God. That's a shit ton of bread. Yeah. Like, that is a ridiculous amount of bread. For one day, too? Oh, my God. Yeah, well, and that was like, they had already done some deliveries. 5000 I wish I could make like $5,000 delivering bread. Can you no, make no, delicious you, bread? No, no, you don't make $5,000 delivering the bread. The bread is just worth $5,000 because oh. you, you still have to pay for the ingredients. And like, I don't think the overhead on bread is super high. Probably not, like no. I, I think I, I like your margins on well, bread. What can't city be was super this big. New York. That's probably a little bit higher than usual. Like I don't know for <laughs> for, for some high quality. <laughs> Good pun for my dad. That's a lot of dough. <laughs> oh, Dale. <laughs> ah. <laughs> I don't laugh at that. Uh, all right. Uh, it's been a bad couple of weeks for foodborne illnesses. Uh, you guys heard about the uh, E. coli scare in Portland, right? Uh-huh. Nope. Uh, in the drinking water, their drinking water was infected with E. coli. That was that was not a... Was it Seattle where the person pissed in the, the water? No, that was Portland. Oh. Same place. Uh, so good thing they didn't <laughs> dump that reservoir because they kind of right. need it right now. Uh, and then there was an E. coli uh, scare in Michigan from Sprouts because... Fucking sprouts are always under attack. That's why you couldn't get sprouts at Jimmy John's for a while. Mm-hmm. But now you can again. Now you can, but they have the warning on Disclaimer there that for this it. will probably kill you. Really? Why? This is ba- why do sprouts have to kill you? And now, a Red Robin employee in Springfield, Missouri, has allegedly exposed more than five thousand customers to Hepe. On purpose? No, he just got Hepe, and Hepe can be uh, spread by touch or contaminated food. So if he's you know making food. Uh, that can spread, or his hepe can spread to the food, which can spread to other people. So 5,000 people, uh, yeah, uh, 4,000 doses yeah. of the hepe vaccine have been shipped to Springfield. Uh, but there's a caveat. If the vaccine isn't taken within 14 days of infection, it doesn't work. Like, you see, the thing is, though, like, kind of the thing, like, I'm sure, like, he probably did even try calling in sick. 
but places like that, like you have to, they make you come and work. Oh yeah, yeah. Or, oh, yeah. Or, or you can't afford to miss a day because they yeah. don't pay you that. Much. They don't pay you anything, and they don't give you like PTO or anything like oh. that. So it's like, hmm, do I get half of Springfield sick with Hep A, or do or, I live, or do I make rent? Right. So yeah, I don't know. But I guess getting that many people sick with Hep A could be considered an act of terrorism too. In this day and age, probably. Well, only if you like I mean, knew course, he had Hep A. Yeah, you might not have known, but then of course that's I think, true. But I mean, if you're that sick, yeah, like if if you're a symptomatic Hep A, then like, you should be sent home. Sick. No, yeah, then one of your managers should have sent you home. I know if somebody walked into a restaurant and they were all jaundiced from Hep A, I'd be like, you need to go to the doctor before you work. Bro. Like when Sorry. when your skin and your eyes are turning right. yellow, right? There's a problem. Uh, on Wednesday, Minnesota became the eighth state to take away the freedom of letting your children cook themselves indoors using tanning beds. That's right. Minnesota has banned uh, indoor tanning for minors. So how the hell are kids in Minnesota going to get that super attractive leathery skin and be ready for their vacations to the Jersey Shore? How? Spray tan. Go outside, baby. <laughs> Yeah, when are you going to go outside in Minnesota, Carlos? For the week that it's sunny every year? That whole week. <laughs> I I don't know. Uh, part of me is glad that this is a thing because it's not healthy. Like, no. getting that much UV radiation on a regular basis. But at the same time... This is America and you should be this free is America. to America. You should be free you to treat yourself like a steak if you want to. Yep. That's my thing. Yeah, I, I don't know. I... I'm a little iffy. But then I, again, there's a lot of stupid parents out there. Yeah, I guess if it's it, like it's, for minors, it, implies, it makes yeah, sense. For, yeah, it implies that minors because I'm sure there's a lot of uh, stupid parents with, you know, a 15, 16 year old high school girl that, you know, she's like, I need to be super because it's popular and I don't care about the wrists and then does it, you know, yeah. every day for a year straight. And, and you then, see this wallet? I want to be this color. Yeah, I want to be this color. This, this wallet here. <laughs> And this texture. <laughs> I really hate my nose and I want it to get skin cancer and I want it to fall off. I want to be able to possibly deflect bullets with my skin. <laughs> I released arrows shot I, at a lower speed. I saw that guy Hollywood Hulk Hogan. I want to look like him. <laughs> I feel like sandpaper. <laughs> Melanoma? That sounds cute. That sounds cute, I guess. Is that, kind of, is that a flavor of ice cream? <laughs> <laughs> what flavor would that be? What flavor is melanoma? Apparently tan skin. Probably the same. Skin flavor. I, I feel like, I feel like it's like a like like a vanilla with caramel. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Okay. There you go. It's a very mellow taste. <laughs> is that ice cream? <laughs> I can't have that. I I have a gluten intolerance. I just made up right now. <laughs> <laughs> fucking gluten, man. Dude, I have heard more bullshit about gluten in the past two weeks than I, I... I feel like it's finally coming to a head. Oh, yeah. Well, everybody now, they're like, dude, this gluten-free shit is bull. This gluten shit is just... Oh. Know, dude, like, I got I got a, a package of chicken the other day. Chicken. You know, raw chicken. And in big, bold letters on the front, it says... Gluten free. I'm like, gluten well, free, no motherfuckers. Fucking, no shit. It's fucking chicken. Uh, you ordered that chicken egg grain, man. Uh, the gluten on the skin, man. Fucking hipster. Don't eat chicken. Like, it's true. There are people out there that do have an yeah. intolerance for Celiacs gluten. Celiacs are such a small portion. I know. 
I know. And then it's, what, like, what, what I think happened is there was some fat dude who found or a fat chick who found out that they had celiac disease and then they had to stop eating like gluten which is basically 98 percent of all of our processed food and lost a bunch of weight and then somebody was like oh my god how'd you do that and he's like well i have this light uh you know this this life debilitating illness called celiac disease and i gave up gluten you gave up gluten and lost that much weight oh my god i have that too I I think that's one hundred percent how that shit went. That is exactly how it and, went. Uh, Completely th- ignore the fact that you know life debilitating illness. Right. Granted, of course, the fact like when they start feeling sick by eating the gluten foods again, that's because they're starting to eat processed foods again. And no, it's it's because you can give yourself a gluten intolerance by not eating gluten. That's never gonna happen to me. No, it's never gonna happen to me either because I motherfucking love pizza and sandwiches and beer. I think everything you know how much gluten in this fucking beer. Shit ton of gluten in this beer. Yeah, but now they're making gluten free beers. Which well, first of all, gluten free beers are really cool for especially for people with uh, who have celiac disease or even just like a grain out. Like there's people out there with barley allergies and stuff like that. So the that is awesome. Like this is a golden age for those people. I think we should taste one of those. Like see how they. uh, Yeah, we we could definitely do a gluten free beer tasting. I think that would be fun. Just because I'm kind of curious, like how that affects the flavor. It, it depends on what ingredients and stuff that they're using. Yeah. But from what I hear, they're getting pretty close, and oh, yeah? I feel like we should maybe Give go into shot. that. And maybe on shot. the new show, we'll talk about how to make a gluten-free homebrew. Hmm. This uh, Snow Wit by the good. Sierra Nevada is pretty good. Yep. Is it a uh, Belgian uh, IPA? It's it a looks white like it. IPA. Probably, uh, well, it's, it's, it's brewed with Belgian same. yeast. Yeah, it's so. got the same flavor. That's kind of funny. It's a Snow Wit. It's a white IPA. Oh, how witty! How witty! Wait a second. Wait a minute, y'all. I don't understand. Snow White. Yeah. Is, it a, is that a play on like the Disney character Snow White? Technically, it's older than Disney. Nah. Yeah, oh yeah. Nah. Oh yeah. Uh, because I was I I was reading on the ABC. Well, they do own that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they they kind of uh. That that the brothers Grimm built a time machine and stole it from them. Is they that probably what did. ABC said? You you did not watch ABC. <laughs> I do. I watched Once Upon a Time. And Agents of Shield. And Agents of Shield. Did they have a season finale where they brought in one of the characters from Frozen? Elsa. Yeah. I I still need to watch Frozen. Everyone raves about it, and I really need to watch it. I was well, then again that I'm pretty sure like the a Snow Queen or whatever that that might also be. Uh, I don't Who? know. Who? I don't know. I don't. Well, know. actually, the 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 second the second theory was it was the White Witch from Narnia. All right, I'm gonna go with the Frozen one because that sounds less retarded. I don't know because think about this, Carlos. If they brought in the White Witch from Narnia, they could bring in a motherfucking lion to eat everybody, and then they have to start paying the C.S. Lewis Foundation or whatever. No, I'm money. pretty. I'm pretty sure Disney owns the rights to Narnia. Do Disney, they own the rights well, they might to own Once the, Upon a Time? They might own the, the yeah. Movie they rights. they own ABC. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, that's why Agents of Shield is on ABC. Yeah. yeah. They might own the the movie rights, but I do believe that C.S. Lewis is a lot like Tolkien's, like his family. Yeah, the family. Him, you know? Yeah, but if if they if they own the motion picture rights, I think they can easily transfer. Well, I, I know. Going off topic again, uh, Tolkien. Thank God that they have the uh, new uh, the new Lord of the Rings game this year. Dude, it's not, it's not canon. It looks badass though. I know. So cool. So you got to run and watch the trailer? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I, I've watched everything. Like, I watched the concept for it a few months ago, and 
Yeah, it looks uh, really good. Uh, like, it's going to be fun. Yep. Yeah. I look forward to something that's different. Did you, uh, they're releasing his, uh, Tolkien's take on Beowulf. Yep. Oh, yeah? Uh, either this month or next month, yeah. I'm assuming re-releasing it since I'm sure he liked it. Nope. It's no, never, uh, it's, never it's, 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 it's never been published. He, he released it in a paper at one point, Yeah. but that's that's it, like in an academic paper, but now they're actually publishing it. Yeah, Beowulf's one of those like classics I have to get around to reading. Yeah. I also well, really want to read the it's it's, it's, it's all in It's all in like original like yeah. English, and... Apparently, Tolkien was a. Well, oh, I mean, he, he was a linguistics professor oh, yeah. who specialized in Old English. Like so, he used that to his, uh, help, his yeah. aid in the Lord of the Rings. Well, he wrote Lord of the Rings around the languages that yeah. he made, which is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. You know, the that's uh, one of the the old uh, tales I want to read. I really want to get around to reading along with. Uh, the other, like the oldest, like the oldest story that we found was the Epic of Gilgamesh. I really want to get around to reading that. Gilgamesh. Oh, Gilgamesh. Yeah, that's a Assyrian tale, I think. Yeah, Assyrian. What did Gilgamesh do? Gilgamesh. He tried not to. He he was a king and he didn't want to die. Mm-hmm. Oh, man after my own heart. I know. Figure out what he did, Carlos. That is your new job. Well, Make me immortal. His problem was when he finally got the the way not to die. He tested. He gave, he like gave it to somebody else or something. I don't know. I haven't read what it. What an idiot! Just make sure that worked, and then like I guess it worked, but then he didn't have it anymore because he thought ahead. I don't know. I have to read it to understand. Oh, Kilgamesh! Yeah. All right, uh, we should probably get to our discussion. Yes. We've been we've been recording for about fifty minutes now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this week we're doing another in our series of problems in craft beer, and this week we're gonna dive into. It's not a super well like it's it's a controversial topic. We're gonna talk about quality in craft beer because with the craft beer boom of the last ten years, hundreds if not thousands of breweries had opened up, mm-hmm. and. Not all of them have been stellar. Yeah. Not, all, Not of all of them have been great. Not no. all of them. Not all of them have even been good. Not all some of them. Some of them are downright terrible. 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 You might even say some are subpar. Yes. Subpar. So we're gonna we're gonna let's let's just talk about that. So Carlos, give me an example of a story that you've had, not on this show, because those are in the record. Like we've all on this show, we've all had uh, bad craft beer. We've all made bitter beer face. Yes. So give me an example, not on this show, of an experience you've had with bad craft beer. Actually, doesn't hasn't really uh, happened to me. Really? Yeah. Okay. Like generally, it's because the beer actually supposed to taste that way, and I'm just not used to the taste, and then I eventually adapt to the taste of the beer. Okay. Uh, I generally, of course, I don't go on my way to, but I don't buy many different beers all the time. I you try, stay, you stick with what you know, is and, good. and then I'll like, uh, and like I also like when I buy six packs, I'll like I'll try to grab something different at the same time, and I usually luck out and like. Like it's not actually it's not too hard to find like something good craft. Like, no, you're generally you're gonna if you're gonna throw a stone for some good craft beer, you're probably gonna hit some decent yes, craft, something decent at least. It's a lot harder to to get a bad one. Yeah, I think it's getting easier and easier yeah. to get a bad one. Well, that's yep. yeah, that's quite. But possible. we'll go into that in just a minute here, Eric. What about you? Do you have a bad craft beer story? Um. Well, yeah, I, I guess there can't name any names, but there's a place. That I once went to, and the first time I went, it was it was amazing beer. I thought it was really really good, 
the second time I go back and, you know, I ordered the same beer that I had the last time because I had such fond memories of how delicious it was, you know, and I, I wanted that to recapture that. And it totally tasted like something different. It, it was it was bad. And I had the same experience going back for the third time. It was it was just bad. And I was like, I, I, I don't know what they're doing. Like, there was no accuracy between any of their recipes, you know. It was yep. it go, well, the first time is good, the, the second time bad, third time's bad. But all three of them tasted differently, even though yeah. it's supposed to be the same beer. You know, and it's uh, just shitty, shitty experience. Uh, and then I guess me, uh, I've had a similar experience to you, but I want to talk about a slightly different one. I was at a brew pub in like the middle of Wisconsin somewhere, just kind of out in the in the middle of nowhere. And I I was it with I was with my family. We stopped for di- for dinner, and I like immediately I struck up a conversation with a brewer, and I'm like, oh yeah, you know, like what kind of system and stuff. And he he took me on like a quick tour of his brewery, yeah. and it was a one barrel system, and he did a lot of bottling and uh, everything in like corny kegs, and so I mean everything was in house. And I tried I tried one of his beers, and it was mediocre like yeah. it was it wasn't anything stellar but i wouldn't go go say it was bad um and then and then like and like that was just one of his base beers but then i tried one of his specialty creations like this was a this was a guy who like took homebrew to the extreme he had a coca-cola beer that's it was far. fucking gross yeah, just yeah. absolutely atrocious uh, and I, I tried a few other things and then um i i bought a sampler i bought uh i bought i bought six beers uh i bought two of he had well i he had a barrel aged stout and i'm like okay i gotta try this like a bourbon a like a bourbon barrel aged stout so i bought i bought the stout and then the bourbon barrel aged version bottle a bottle of each um i bought his blonde and his jalapeno blonde a bottle of each and then it was i think his pale ale i just bought two of those um i didn't get to drinking that i like i kept them cold the entire time and i didn't get to drinking them until about a month later not quite a month uh it was just a few weeks later and so i go i go i'm like Let's try. Let's start with the barrel aged stout. I pop it open. Infected. Just it's a gusher, gushing everywhere. It tastes sour and nasty. I remember this. Yeah. Uh, and I'm like, okay, no. Let's try the next one. Same fucking thing. Every like, almost every bottle was that way. Like, it's gross. It's it. It's sanitation isn't the hardest thing in the world. I mean, I fucked up with bottles. There's there's a couple of bottles that get through, and so one, I wasn't going to write the guy off. Two, now I'm getting a little curious. But by the time I opened the sixth one, and it was the same thing, just sour. Now I'm like, well, I'm never going back there again. That that's not clean, you know. Yeah. Well, one is a mishap. Two is like okay. Two is two as well. Okay, the numbers of the universe are against me. Six is there's a fucking problem. Six is I'm gonna get gonorrhea (laughs) drinking with this guy. Well, it's just it. It's something like where you have this beer, and he was obviously super passionate about it, super just proud of all of his beers. But why would you let those leave the brewery? I don't. I don't get. I'm maybe he didn't know. Maybe he never opened any of his bottles. Maybe he just off tap. But still. The beers he had, some of them just weren't good. Shouldn't serve that shit. Poor guy. Okay. So, 
what what why do you think there's such a like some of these breweries are just not up to snuff do you think it's they don't know how to brew they're just in it for the money like what what's what's your take on it carlos well that's an interesting question and uh honestly i don't know like i i would assume like people that get into the industry are have like knowledgeable backgrounds that they know that craft what craft beer is supposed to taste like I suppose it's possible that somebody like may like maybe a couple of them like just tasted craft beer like oh this is good I want to try doing this and like maybe they did like homebrew for like a couple months and like all right I'm gonna start this up because I have like the money to do it and, like maybe that's it uh, like I know it's maybe it's possible that uh, like if you start buying if you buy something in a store like uh, not something like that of course is uh, uh but if you go buy something in a store like it's a uh, six pack like. I'm starting to I'm starting to wonder if like maybe the market's getting oversaturated with a uh, craft beer, so you're gonna end up with like stuff that is not being distributed quickly enough. So like maybe like something like one of the beers that we've tasted, where maybe it just wasn't distributed and just wasn't distributed, and then it was finally a uh, like it was it wasn't stored properly. Like yeah. it wasn't kept cold. It was stuck in a warm warehouse somewhere. Yeah, just. Like that's also quite it's possible. That's it's, what happened. it's very possible, and uh, there's also I don't know. Like there's a bunch of different reasons. Like it's I don't know. Like maybe it's uh, they have a uh, a what's the uh, people what's like the brewers like the master brewer or whatever is that what you call them like people brew like a, the brewmaster. Uh, well, there, there's it, it depends well, on the brewery. Yeah. It's either like Generally, the head brewer, yeah, the brewmaster, yeah. or whatever. Like maybe, assistant. Brewers. Maybe he hires somebody underneath him, like who doesn't isn't as experienced as they should be or stuff like that like that could all add up to you know the beer just not being very good okay eric what's your take on it um i think with with the the proliferation of of the the scene you know it's getting bigger and bigger a lot of people do see it as oh that's that's a money spot you know like so they're they're probably i mean obviously to open a brewery you have to have money so you know, either from your personal finances, which is probably not happening, uh, and the like bank loans, people are like, oh, you know, some guy brings in his home brew, like five gallon batch to the bank, and is like, you know, I, I want a loan to open a brewery. Here's my beer, and that might be fine, but the guy doesn't realize how much work it is to actually brew when you're brewing five hundred gallons. Of beer. are going to be more, you, you know, and and uh, it's it's just to me, it's probably a lot more about like the money, like they want to capitalize on that. So there is the ones that that don't have as quality as a product as uh, versus people that have real passion for it, like like Jim Koch, you know, from from Sam Adams. I mean, the guy that started it. You know, I, I think mean, it's Coke, Coke, uh, whatever. I Co- Coke. Oh, Koch sounds too much like cock, like cro- like crotch. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, I, I I think that happens a lot too. Um, it doesn't happen just in the the craft brew scene. I mean, it happens in in the food scene. It happens in video games and movies. You know, like yeah. something catches on. Uh, you know, like when the Blair Witch came out. How many how many Blair Witch copycats came yeah, out after that's that? True. You know, we still and can't get like, away from handheld stuff. Though some of them do it really really well, like Chronicle. Oh, that is a fantastic. <laughs> that's a little bit different, though. I know, but I know. but yeah, that's, that's true. Like once you uh, have a market out there. There, yep. Once the market opens up, there's going to be people that see an opening there and are going to yep. start tr- trying to sell stuff that just doesn't match up. Yep. Uh, and even, I mean, and, and look at like even uh, Anheuser Busch is trying to put out like these their their craft 
brew versions now too. You know, it's a it's a money thing. Yeah, You're trying to capitalize. Oh yeah, no, definitely. There, that's definitely an element. And what Carlos said uh, is definitely an element. Uh, for me, I I think it's a lot of like with this boom in the craft beer scene has been a huge, huge, huge boom in the homebrew scene. And I think there's a lot of homebrews out there because I mean I'm guilty of this too. Every, like every homebrewer, you know, after three or four homebrews, they're like, "You think you're the man? I should go pro, yeah, right, right? Like, how awesome would that be? I just want to brew all the time. You're on, you're, how you're on great your, would that be? You're that would sixth, be amazing. Uh, your six pint of your own homebrew and well, you're singing I your mean, own praises. Do it. <laughs> saying that as a homebrew is is the same thing as saying like every other guy at some point in their life says. We should open a bar, <laughs> or maybe you're playing your. Uh, or I could have been a blank professional sports player. Or right? we should start a radio show. You're, 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 at, you're at your work sports team, and like you know, I should go professional. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. It's, exactly. It's, it's it's a lot like that. Uh, so I think there's a lot of homebrewers out there who started breweries, and while they were homebrewers, either a didn't get actual feedback from anybody because people will blow smoke up your ass right. for free beer. All day. Oh long. yeah. Oh yeah. Like that is the thing that I have. Like I will set a beer in front of somebody, and I have to like. There's certain people that I will bring a beer to to get honest feedback, and there's some people I bring a beer to just to get smoke blown up my ass because it feels really fucking good. <laughs> <laughs> so there, there's that, and then I feel like there's a lot of getting in over your head. Yeah. Um. There, like the, the the brewery that we were talking about earlier. Uh-huh. Uh I feel like that they, is a situation yeah, of might, getting in over your head, trying to expand too quickly, yeah. and not realizing what it takes to actually open a brewery. Had I feel a like bit of success. The then... the like the best example I've seen personally of a home brewer going pro is Mike Fredrickson at Pitchfork. Yeah, God, he makes he, a goddamn good beer. Man. He he makes a great beer, but the big thing is he doesn't uh he doesn't take off more than he can chew. Yeah. He know he knows what he can do and then he does that. And then he's like, "Okay, well, since we're doing this so well, why don't we do the next step up and slowly expand that way?" Where I think that's a much better business model than trying to jump into a full oh, yeah. production brewery oh, yeah. with zero production oh, experience. Yeah. Oh. Like I've been I've definitely been enjoying the Pitchfork beers, that's yeah. for sure. And that that place is it, it has a homebrew feel to it. Yeah, I mean it's commercial. It's it's commercial beer on a homebrew level, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I mean he has a three barrel system and he pushes out a lot of beer. It's, it's quality, quality, definitely quality beer that you you are, feel comfortable paying for. Yeah, but it still has that unique, uh, made in somebody's home taste. Yes, to it, you know? and I I feel like there's a lot of homebrewers who. Or like, okay, I can do this, and then they go to their family members and like, hey, yeah, pony up, you know, you, you, you know that, you know that beer, yeah, we can make some money off that. Yeah, let's make some money so, off this uh, beer. So, when, when, yeah, come you on, know, why don't you hook a brother up? Need five and grand. So, Need well, five and so, grand. and so then they go and they open up a, um, either a brew pub or a commercial brewery. And they just they just go for it. Or there's the VCs, like the venture capitalists, who just want in on the money. Yep. And they hire some fucking home brewer who has no goddamn idea what he's doing on a commercial system. 
And at that point, there I mean, there's stories of homebrewers coming in and having no idea what to do. Yeah, oh yeah. And making some kick ass beer eventually. Like their first couple of batches are rough, but yeah. they, they get the hang of it and they make some fucking amazing beers. Like there are breweries out there that started out that way and they're doing phenomenally, but though you only hear about the success stories, you don't hear about the yeah. hundreds of failures. Yeah, well, and there's uh, there's tons of them. Well, like just and, because you're passionate about something does yeah. not mean you're gonna automatically no, succeed at it. It's no. the same thing with restaurants too. I mean, like, sure, you might be able to cook a good dinner for your family at home, but put somebody that just cooks at home into a kitchen where they have to when serve you make a 50 consistent product for over fifty times. Over, yeah, you know, like that uh, at, at such a high speed. They can't hack it. Yeah, I'm, no. I definitely would have to agree that, you know, that's probably the biggest reason, like, that some of these beers will fall behind it just because they get in over the yeah, head. It's, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 a lot of that. And I think everybody knows that the, the feeling of, you know, just getting over your head and then you're drowning and slowly... You're well, just, but I mean, and I, at the same time, that separates the men from the boys, yep. right, guys? Yep. You're either in over your head and you sink or you swim. Yep. Like the, the cream rises to the top, you know? Yeah, but... At the same time, I feel like we could get a lot better. Um, my theory for, or I guess my my idea for this, is make more brewing schools uh, available. Like right now, if you want to brew, you have like three or four options. Yeah, I, you, I actually, you can I do the. Uh, there's one in like Colorado. There, uh, there, there's UC Davis in uh, in California. UC Davis is a brewing program. Uh, the biggest one right now is Siebel Institute, like that. Bring like pushes out phenomenal brewers, uh, and there's a couple of others that I can't remember off the top. Of my Sorry, head. are these like actual full scale colleges? Yeah, or are they yeah, more yeah. like they're, a tech they're, schools. They're, they're, they're full scale. Like Siebel is uh, a brewing tech school, All right? But they also do distilling and stuff. UC Davis, it's it's part of one of their larger things. But like, if every like if you know there was a college in every state that started having some sort of brewing thing, actually, that'd be a. No, what be, are you doing? What? Let me get that torpedo that you got sitting. Out no, there. this is my yeah. torpedo. But you're just nursing it. No, you, you, these you are mine. The no, he, he the had that set These aside. are mine. He, you can go get your own torpedo. He requested it specifically. Actually, I, he's, just, I didn't want to disturb the flow of the show, which apparently too late. I you just, you just literally. <laughs> you did. can get, you can get one from Carlos. Carlos, would friend. you hand me a, a, a torpedo? Yeah, you can. Cross <laughs> ham a torpedo. Oh, all right. <laughs> Gosh, you are in beer bitch seat. But so. yeah, I, I feel like there just there needs to be more uh, options out there, and I I have a feeling like that that'll come with with more and more like, of just people I'm, like needing it. Yeah, I'm surprised they're actually not uh, a lot of them tied to like the good culinary schools like La Cordon Bleu. Like, Cordon why Bleu. Don't well, you have? or I, but I feel like it would fit better in an agricultural school. Yeah, like too, uh, uh, River like, Falls is oh, a yeah. huge ag size yeah. school. I feel like a brewing program would fit perfectly there. And I know there's well, there's a, so a culinary school. Yeah, too, though, but you know. Yeah, I, well, it's it, brewing is one of those things where it's it's very close to both of both the culinary aspect and the egg sci aspect. Right. right. It, I mean, fermentation is just. Well, one I, of those. I can see a problem with like the fact is like one of the reasons they might not have a pro like a program not enough accessible. In, well, that and also there's the fact that you have to be uh, above 21, 21 or older. Like there's no, you don't. You can you can be you can be whatever age and brew. You just really? can't drink it. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, actually, th- he makes a good point because maybe, like, uh, maybe, maybe it is that age thing. Um, 
kind of kind of puts a, a, a overhead on like the entrance for it because, dude, like when you were sixteen or eighteen, did you care about craft? Beer? No, see, no. I mean, you were no, like, no, they're, they're, I they're definitely piss drunk off that. off a of red dog, you know, like it's cool. Whatever. I didn't drink until I was nineteen, yeah, and a lot of people don't get past so, that stage. Yeah, and uh, yeah, no, I, yeah. I, I that that could definitely be an issue. So, because it's like, dude, like you don't hear a six-year-old, you know, walking around that says, "I'm going to grow up and be a, a brewmaster." You'd be surprised. I've heard stories of people who knew that they want to brew when they were kids, uh, and now, like, those, spe- guys, those guys are full of shit. I bet. Well, <laughs> no, it, it's, no, yeah. I, well, especially like if their parents were, were head brew or like not, oh, not head well, brewers, but like home brewers. Well, and stuff yeah, like that. maybe if it's like, in, if it's in that, but you know, I'm. Kids walk around and say, "Oh, to be well, an astronaut or a cowboy." Well, like, the thing you know, is, yeah. no, but like, but I, I feel like with with uh, the proliferation of homebrew right now, in our culture, be, there's going to be more and more yeah. kids who are going to grow up and be like, you know what, I want to brew. brew. Especially, like, I I feel like the more the more alcohol we have in the house, and the earlier we we show it to kids, the more knowledgeable about it they'll be, and the more responsible they'll be, oh, yeah. and they'll want to create a good product and maybe make less stupid decisions with alcohol oh, yeah. i think one of the yeah. i think one of the best things my dad ever did was was i mean he he wasn't you know like oh beer or liquor or whatever is a bad thing like uh uh i remember i was like 15 years old uh sublime was one of my favorite bands they came out with this uh i don't know malt liquor flavored you know drinks and he bought me like 12 or uh like like four uh six packs of this like sublime you know, he allegedly bought like, you. Allegedly, I, I don't know what the well, statute, no, statute limitations statutes is. of limitation Wait, the is. Band passed. Sublime. Yeah, yeah. It was like it was. Well, it was a time when like bands that, are still making beer. Yeah, it was. A, it was at a time Didn't Metallica when that, uh, come out with a beer. The oh, last well, there's of years? there's nothing wrong with your like your parent can buy you beer. Yeah, like, yeah, you can yeah. Drink it Well, in Wisconsin, that's really? the, yeah. That's that's not oh, that's not yeah. a global thing. Oh yeah, yeah. Wisconsin is very different that way. Like you can go to an establishment, and if you're over 16, your parents can buy you a beer yeah yeah you're allowed to have like up to two of them or something yeah. i believe if you're under 16 and that's why my mind was blown that first night that we went to pitchfork and there was that <laughs> it's just a bunch like, of 10 year old girls hockey team like celebrating their win yeah that's, a, that's not I'm a like, place to go what's going on like just there for the the root beer and some popcorn really yeah. it's really good root beer it really is so mike hates beer. making it you should hear him just complain oh i bet it's pain in the ass <laughs> You know, compared to all the beer, I, I bet like it's a pain in the ass. And then yeah. they can't really sell it for that much either. So, well, you know, I, like there's not a whole lot that goes into it. Oh no, it's good. Well, it's, it's nice good though that like uh, they they'll uh, give it away for free if they're if you're sober capping. Yeah, really? Yeah, yeah. I, I've gone oh, free cool. root beer there for sober capping. So. I should try to sober cap for my head. Be like, I want a root beer and a beer, <laughs> but I'm sober well. capping. <laughs> <laughs> I need the root beer to counteract the beer. It's a root beer, beer, beer root. But yeah, no, it's, I mean, so yeah, there's, there's all these things. I had more notes here. I should probably bring those up. Oh yeah. No, I think those are things. Okay. Let's see. All right. So, um, so like my thing with the, with the bad craft beer that we have, uh, I've heard stories of people being turned off to, to beer. Well, I mean, this happens a lot. People get turned off to beer really easily. Like they'll they'll try a BMC or a bad craft beer and just be completely turned off. Do you think people can get turned off to like specifically craft beer the same way? Like if they're a Bud Miller Coors drinker and they taste a craft beer that's bad, do you think they will get turned off to it completely? I think so because they might just automatically assume like, oh well, this tastes skunky and like shit. You so like this? The rest what? of it, yeah, the rest of it must taste like, like that. it's and- possible. But like the thing is, like I 
I'm going to assume that if somebody's uh, changing over to like try and craft beer, that they're not doing it by themselves, like on no. their own initiative. And the, and, no, no, and, but they're they're probably at somebody's place. But if somebody like like say uh, we had a BMC drinker come down to the studio. And one of the shows where we had bad beer, like right. like the like the Sweet Sixteen. Oh yeah, yeah. So what if what if that was the beer that we had, and like they tried it, and they're like, "This is a joke." Your well, the question, your whole scene's a joke. Like it all comes up to the fact that that does everybody else like does every, is everybody saying, "Oh yeah, this is good," or is everybody saying, "Yeah, this is a bad craft beer"? Yeah, but it's it's the same thing. Like it's all about so, like you want to if you want to well, some introduce somebody to a new so kind you, of craft you, beer. You had a bad experience with zucchini. Yeah, and you're never gonna have zucchini again if you can help it. If I can help it, so like if somebody has a bad experience with craft beer, isn't it the same thing? Oh, yeah. oh look at that! Take take my argument and just <laughs> bring it right there. <laughs> well, I, that's that, that's yeah. that's my problem with bad craft beer. Like otherwise, make it, and if you can make a profit from it, more power to you. But if you're turning people away from the hobby, you're doing more harm than good. Like, like then again, like I'm just gonna like just gonna throw it out there that if you just grab any random craft beer, you are far more likely to grab something that at worst is gonna be average. Yeah, yeah. no, no, I, I know, but you, it's it's still like you're playing Russian yeah. roulette if you're grabbing just a random six pack off the shelf. Yeah. So I guess maybe a little bit of advice if you have somebody that's a BMC drinker and you're trying to get them t- into craft beer, start with the basics. I, I Sam, say Sierra Nevada. Start 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 with a bigger consistent. craft yeah. brewery, and we're yeah. gonna get into craft versus crafty next month. I think is is where we're gonna that's a good, yeah, dive that'll into be, that. That'll be a good uh, one. well. I, I want I want Eric to be here for that one. Yeah, because I think he'll he'll have a lot to add to that yep. one. But um. Because so, there are some I, I I remember when I first started drinking. There are some now that that are huge, you know, uh, makers at the time were like this were the kind of hush hush kind of brewers, you know, like Rogue yeah. was it was yeah uh, one of my favorites, man. When I was uh, you know ten years ago, and now Rogue is is he Ro- Rogue, Rogue is, is huge. Like Sierra Nevada, yeah, Sierra Nevada. Uh, Sierra Nevada, I think is one of my favorite introductory breweries. Oh yeah, because you can oh, be like I, uh, you could send somebody be like okay. What do you like? And Sierra Nevada will have it as long as like as long as they don't mind something a little on the hoppier side. Yeah, right. And granted, Sierra Nevada's hop isn't gonna punch you in the face. No. Like even their torpedo, which is their IPA, isn't isn't gonna knock you on your ass yeah. hop wise. It's it's a balanced beer. Yep. Um, I mean, yes, it does lean a little West Coast, so yeah, it's a little bit hop forward, but it's still just a damn good beer. If you like something a little darker, you have the porter and stuff like that. Yep. Um New Glarus is another one. Like, if you're in they, Wisconsin, oh that is the introductory brewery. Oh, absolutely. They, they really need to expand. They will never expand. They will never. It, because it's part of their fucking charm. I yeah. guess so. I guess they, so, you know. like, and they have such a loyal audience oh, here I in know. Wisconsin. They, they could kill it. They could kill it on an international market. Yeah, but, but they don't I, you know, I, well, honestly, I don't think, uh, maybe they think they're not ready for it. Maybe. Uh, I mean, that's that's one. That's an example of a brewery who decided not to get in over its head, yeah, and they, they have been making a consistent product for fucking years now. 
They just maybe they might not. They they might be more into just the brewing well, than the, the greed aspect. Well, well and I could make shit tons of money because well, I make good not beer. to mention it's it's one of the few breweries in the country run by a woman. woman. Yeah, like and we need more of that in this industry too. I mean, it's a very male dominated industry, yeah. and we need we need some more diversity in here. It's it's like there's just a lot of fucking white male brewers with beards. You know, maybe, I don't know. I uh, maybe one day there'll be a day where Minnesotans don't have to cross the river. I always to get I always hate that kind of argument though like and i'm just gonna say this dude if you want to get into it then get into it no there's yeah no, there's no barrier holding I, I'm, 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 because, I'm not i'm not yeah. saying that we need to do like, like an affirmative action yeah, or anything i i just yeah. think it, it, it would be cool to see more diverse uh brewers just because more diverse brewers means more diverse palates yeah uh, different ideas coming in because right now we're, we're kind of stagnant because we have the same type of people making beer and granted beer has always been a very European thing, like oh, yeah. that's that that's our oh, yeah. beverage. That's how we were able to discover the new world, and it's well, it's how we're able to you know deal with the fucking English. And how we're able to deal with the fucking everything. <laughs> um, but yeah, so subjugating all those peoples is thirsty. Get, getting back to the discussion, <laughs> uh so do you do you guys think that the bad beer problem is getting worse, or do you think it's getting better? Uh, I, I as as of recent, the the bubble is still growing, so I can only say that it uh, it can only get worse, or, or or not not get any better. Maybe not get worse, but I I mean it's still a growing scene and it's getting bigger and bigger and bigger every year. So I Carlos, mean, I agree. It's, it's just gonna, it's gonna, probably only going to get worse, yeah. just because there's going to be more. Bad beers from the mix, but at the same time, all the previously released bad beers are probably going to put their their breweries are going to go under. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I I guess I looking at a sample size of we've tried seventy one different beers on this show minimum right now because this is the seventy first episode, and we've had shows where we've tried multiple beers and stuff like that. Looking at our track record, I think recently we've had more bad beers. Than we had when we when we first started this uh, a year and a half ago. Uh, Do you um, think? I don't know. I think most of them were just average. Uh, no, was, well, I, I, but I feel like we've had a few just fucking stinkers that are just like, nope, we're not going to drink these. Um, I mean, yes, some of them have been average, but I feel like the quality of beer that we've because we're we're starting to get a little bit more esoteric in the beers that we grab. Yeah, I mean, today's a little different because we grab Sierra Nevada because you can't fucking pass up that deal. No, like I the four different IPAs. The same one too. Yeah, but we've get we've gone a little bit more esoteric, and well, I, I don't know. Some of those have like really paid off, like a. Oh, uh, what was that one that I drank a whole bunch of that were like really the Midas, Midas touch? touch? You know. They, those are actually were not bad. No, those were also, uh, three three sheep's is one that I've gotten really into, and I've really liked those. I mean, so, like some even, the, sometimes, like even if it tastes different, like it can still be good. Yeah, no, yeah, but I mean, we've had a few just fucking stinkers. Yes, and is, uh, once again, bring up to mind the sweet sixteen. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah, that was, I wasn't here for that one. Oh, yeah. you are very lucky. You oh, could have won a bottle though, because oh, we bought two and we gave one away in a game. You know what I would have done? Oh, that it? poor Ben. <laughs> Poor Ben will probably Our hats drink- off to you. We probably killed you with that bottle. He'll probably never drink a craft beer again. Nope. But yeah, so I, I feel like the problem is definitely getting worse. And it it almost has to get worse before it gets better. Yeah. Um 
like the market's gonna fix that eventually. Well, well no, you, it's, it's gonna, well, it's gonna that's fix the thing. older ones. Do you, do you, do you yeah, think yeah. it's do you think it's gonna be self correcting? Well, oh, oh yeah, or oh, yeah. Do, or do you think that some of these breweries will be able to play off no. of uh, the goodwill of their local support and stuff like that and nope. keep chugging away? Average Not, beers, average beers, yes. The yeah, average yeah, yeah. beers, the bad ones, no. Those no. ones will. Okay. Uh, well, at best, like maybe they'll be able to have like uh, maybe they'll be able to keep like a small following in their town. Like they're not going to be able to people that don't know any large. better yeah. might be like, oh well, you know, they might be going from the craft uh, bud cores drinkers, and then they're like, oh, you know, I went to this this brewery the other day and I had this great beer, even though it's not anything good. Like those kinds of people, like that, the distributors are going to notice like what's not yeah. selling. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, but but then they're going to have you're going to uh, at the same time you're going to have like new brewers breweries that are going to opening up. And are going to start putting their beer out. Yeah, that's also not going to be picked so, up. So, uh, when when we when I say bad beer, Carlos, what like we should probably define that before we're done here. What do you define as bad beer? Well, I don't have the most refined. I guess palate, I, ba- but. bad beer versus bad brewery. <laughs> uh, I'd have to say like if it's like just if I just can't stand the taste. Like, that's granted, a bad beer. Oh. At, like if I can drink it, like even if it's like a, even if it's supposed to be one beer and it doesn't taste quite like it, I'm expecting it to, if I can still drink it and it's going to be at, at least average for me. Okay. But uh, if I just can't drink it, like I'll, I'll uh, if I can't drink, I will think, all right, maybe I just have an odd t- flavor in my mouth. So, I'll, dr- I'll drink yeah. some water, try to wash my mouth out and try again. But like if it's still bad, I'm just going to not like it. Yeah. And that's just going to probably draw the line for me there okay. i have to at least be able to drink it so that's a bad beer how do you define a bad brewery <laughs> they keep making bad beers <laughs> i uh, suppose like if they like if, if they listen to feedback they could maybe change what they're doing and maybe so basically a bad brewery is a brewery that makes bad beer that will not change that yeah. is set in their ways yeah that okay basically it eric Bad um, beer versus bad brewery. How, first, define bad beer. Uh, bad bad beer. Uh, like just like Carlos said, man. I mean, it really all it comes down to is taste, drinkability. Um, yeah, yeah, the drinkability. Like I've had, uh, I've had bad brews from from Sam Adams that I, I didn't care for, you know. But I'm not going to knock them because yeah. they, they make an excellent all around product. That's why they're they're giant in the scene, you know. Um, and also local guys, you know, they they might make. Two or three beers that I absolutely think are the shit, and then the one that is shit, you know. So you know, uh, uh, it's but it's it all averages about out. Yeah, it's it's all about drinkability and and personal preference, you know. Uh, so that's so that's a bad beer, but a bad brewery. A bad a bad brewery is somebody that puts out to me would it would be an inconsistent product uh, because if if you want me to drink your beer, your beer better taste the same. You know, Every time, February 2012, and then I go back, and it should taste the same in March of 2014. Yeah, you know, it should be the same beer. Yeah. Um. Um. I I have one caveat to the consistency thing, unless they improve it in a unless they improve uh, in it in a good yeah, in unless a good they way. change it in a good way and I also, in a positive light because there there have been beers that uh like I mean even Sam Adams Boston Lager yeah, has evolved changed. over the years. Well, and and that too. I I also being you know the the food guy that I am, I also know that every year I mean your your crops are different. Yeah, you know, and that stuff's gonna gonna. But taste good brewers too. can but look gonna, at that and they solid. can and, yeah. yeah and they can they can adjust and it's gonna be solid throughout. Whereas you know like as aforementioned place that we know yes. of and how, how it was the quality the consistency was piss poor yep. the first time i thought it was great the 
other two times that to me that's bad brewery. Yeah. Yeah. Um I, I have a slightly different uh so well, bad beer. Something that isn't drinkable. Like you can have a beer that doesn't fit the style that you have on the label, but it's still a fucking good beer. Uh-huh. Um there there's a lot of beers like that out there and they're good beers. Um I mean, they might not be, like, the greatest things in the world. Like, Sierra Nevada Pale Ale is a good, solid beer. Oh, yeah. It's not, like, it's not the pale ale that will change your life, but it is the pale ale that is good and consistent, and you can go back to it time and time again. It's going to be the same fucking beer. You know exactly what you're going to get. The drinkability is off the charts. So, in in... Like, in a sense, that is a fucking amazing beer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, then you try the beers that do change your life. Like, Pliny was one of those beers for me. Like, that beer, my God, that is that is the new, like, double IPA gold standard for me, yeah. is Pliny. And that was amazing. Uh, Supplication was one of the sour standards for me. Um, both who from did, Russian who, River. Oh, that was Russian River. Yep. Uh, and then the Cascade Barrel House that we went to, those sours were fucking phenomenal. Like, those were life-changing sours. Those were delicious. Uh, then you have beers that don't don't stand up. And I... I always, always try to give a beer the benefit of the doubt. Like I'll check, I'll like I'll be like, oh, maybe this was just a bad batch, and I'll try to find like a bottle date and stuff like that. Which I mean, I, I've started doing that lately. Like when we have bad beers on the show, like I'll try to find the bottle date on there and try like, to find a redeeming quality. It's about good the to beer. Just give them like a fair shot. It, yeah. I mean, it really is. But sometimes people are just making a fucking bad yeah. beer. Where if if you can't, if you take a drink and you can't finish the pint. Because the beer itself is that bad. That's not that, not because not beer. because of a personal taste preference, but because the beer itself is bad. bad. Yeah, that is a bad beer. That's horrible. So that is how I define bad beer. Bad brewery, on the other hand, uh, I mean, I I have I have a feeling that every brewery will occasionally produce a bad beer. Yep. No no way around yep. it. Um, how that brewery handles a bad beer. Is is kind of is is factors into how good of a brewery they are. Um, like I talk about Pitchfork a lot. Mike tastes every beer, and his QA is fantastic. If he doesn't like it, he won't serve it. He'll dump the batch That's before good. he gives it to a customer. And I was thinking too, like maybe the the other ones too, like maybe they're getting so behind and that they don't have they the need, QA they, and they they, they, can't, they can't afford to they dump can't it. afford just to dump it. So they're like, well, we have to put this out there. Yeah, you know, so. but that damages your brand. Yep. And that makes a bad so brewery. Kind of- the 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 second thing, like there there's there's a part of a brewery that doesn't even focus on beer for me that will make them either a great brewery or a terrible brewery, and that is how they deal with their local community. Because there's a lot of breweries out there that, um, if they're a production brewery, they they don't really focus on the local community. Yeah, and that is a problem. Because that's where you're like you need to be a grassroots brewery, in my opinion. Because just because there's so many breweries out there, if you have that grassroots base, even if you start doing bad in other regions, you can still, you still fall back. You still have on your, that. Your yeah, territory. We've actually seen that before, so Yeah. Yeah. I, I and you know, I I really think that that really goes for any business though. It, I mean it, I mean it does, but beer specifically yeah. because traditionally every town had their own brewery. Or two. 
My dad, my dad says, if I buy it, I will choke it down no matter what. Of course, I will never buy it again. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've I I have a policy where if if I'm not going to enjoy it, I'll dump it. I I think I because... think we all live by the same thing. Is like you know like. Yeah, it's a, it's a beverage I, to be enjoyed. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, I if if we're sitting at the table and I need to empty my glass because we don't have a dump bucket, I'll fucking choke it down. I, I think my old man's a lot more hardcore than we are. Though, you know, <laughs> oh, probably we're pussies. <laughs> yeah, but on the other hand, we also have a shit ton of beer on tap, yeah, <laughs> and more even more bit beer every like we in have, this first between all the fridges. Like, yeah, we have this. at least we six, have a ridiculous. We have amount of six beer to eight varieties at least at one time. <laughs> at least at one time. At least. And more beer ready to go on tap. And, more, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and a bunch so. of them sitting in the fermenter. And oh, yeah, oh, yeah. And it's 55 so, pounds of grain upstairs <laughs> waiting for 40 gallons. So it's a little bit harder so. to stomach like some bad beer if yeah. you know, like. If you, know, if you have all of this co- beer cushion. Right. To, yeah, yeah. And like, oh, you know, 15 feet away from me is a beer that I know is good. Yeah. Because I know, I know my dad, like, he's got, he's got his, uh, his kegerator, you know, and he's got like one, just like one good solid beer on there. Like, and then he'll go and buy like a six pack of it but he's not a man to waste his money so if he buys a, be- yeah. a bad six pack then he's gonna he'll choke through it he'll choke and, through well it. see he'll what i will do or what we do it. is we keep that six pack and we give it to people we don't like ah. <laughs> <laughs> or, or that just people who don't know any better or maybe it'll just sit in the fridge for ages or until that like that night then you're you're just hammered and you're like i just need to drink beer <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, i'll do I don't that care what, uh, i'm just gonna drink yep. this this so is yeah, like, so like the fuck. Oh, what was that that you had upstairs, dude? The uh, the one of the the shitty brands. Oh God, I had oh I had a that? bottle uh, of Michelob. Yeah. Oh God, from yeah, dude, it was, three years yeah. ago now. I think it was three years old, oh. and it it's been sitting in the back of our fridge through two moves. I think. Yep. Oh, I think yeah. it's got spider webs and, on it yeah, at this it, point. And so we, I, I pulled it out. And I gave it to Rick, and I'm like, you have to drink this. As a fucking joke. And he's like, okay. And he drank it. And he fucking drank it. And we all tasted it, and we were like, nope. No, we nope. really should have tossed it because there were times where, like, I'm sure that sat in a uh, a cooler full of ice, yeah, that melted, it, and then it was we taken left it in out the garage of, for a while. It got warm. Then which, got at which point we took warm. out, and that we didn't even rinse it off. We just tossed another cooler yep. full of ice. Shit, tons of bacteria. <laughs> yeah, shit, yeah. tons of bacteria. For I'm uh, glad we're right. past those days. Well, let's. Oh man, we're at hour and a half. Yeah. Hour and a half. Just because we love you guys. Yep. Hasn't doesn't have anything to do with the three beers that I've had. Nope. Um, You've had three? Well, I've had three. I've had three. Well, four if you count the pint I had while I was doing notes earlier. Oh, you had a pint while you were doing was that before or after nap? That was before the nap. Okay. I only took a forty five minute nap. Oh, did you? Well, yeah. I oh, it took a two hour nap, so okay. Uh, but anyway. I was say I gotta catch up. <laughs> anyway, so uh, to wrap this up, I so did I finish what I was saying about good grassroots good yeah. grassroots good bad beer bad bad beer bad okay beer so good. that's 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 how I judge a brewery and I feel like there's definitely a way for a brewery to redeem itself either oh, yeah. by put out a quality product put that's put it. out a quality product and like let people know yeah. um. Do do like a release party and stuff like that. Don't overcharge for your beer. Fuck, um, that's that's a, a big one for me. Too. So a a local your beer is not worth seven dollars a pint. I'm sorry. A, a a brewery that that I know of uh, recently did a bomber release of an IPA. Uh, it's, uh, what do you th- like? This is a horror story. What What do you think they should charge for a bomber of IPA? Uh, you're asking me. I don't buy bombers. So no, I don't no. But know, if, so. if 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 you were to buy a, all right, let's say twelve ounce bottle, 
of an IPA. What would you pay for that? A so sing- I guess it'd be two 12 ounce bottles. So that's like equal to like what one six pack or no no two twelve no, ounce two, bottles two twelve so two of those a bomber's twenty two ounces yep you know if I'm just gonna get two deuce, bottles deuce. I'm probably gonna say I don't want to pay more than six dollars okay for deuce deuce yep uh for for, for if it's if I, that's if I'm expecting it's it's, like it's, an, it's a regular IPA seven yeah. percent beer yeah for for a deuce deuce I would say I'm I'm not gonna pay more than five bucks but yeah. I know where the store is going yeah. They charged twelve dollars. What for, for an IPA? What? Wow. Yeah, that's a lot. That's that's a that. crazy amount of Horrible. money for uh, a, for a limited deuce. release IPA that they want to make or like a regular release. Do you know how many Deuce Deuces of Colt Forty Five I can buy for twelve bucks? Okay, that doesn't compare. Well, I'm just saying. No, it does not compare because but- you're talking about a shitty beer versus a good beer but i'm uh, well i'm talking about like the drunk factor okay you could get like six no i but i'm talking about like yeah, I, I've, I've, I've gone to there's multiple two, release parties where where you can uh where barrel aged year yeah. long, like they've aged this beer for a year and those are going for 18 yeah there is not there is not I don't care what you're doing. A deuce, deuce. And, and, and IPA, IPA is twelve dollars, dude. Is not as well. Lagunitas, all of their bombers, four ninety nine, four ninety nine. Yeah, okay. I mean it's crazy. And Lagunitas, Lagunitas makes a consistent, awesome product. Yeah, you know. Sure. So it's it's stuff like that that turns me off to a brewery. Yeah. Oh yeah, I would I would be like all of you other breweries out there though. We love you. <laughs> <laughs> like we. The, during I, I sometimes I feel bad because I, I love to have brewers on the show and we try to get them on as much as we can and I talk to a lot of them and I we do this problem in craft beer and I feel like uh, I feel like we might be like being like oh we're shitting on craft beer we're not we are the biggest fans of craft beer oh, yeah and it's just a fun take uh like it's just our take on it being like let's look at the problems in this thing that we love yeah well it's like dude i'm a huge fan of the cubs and they haven't won a world series in 108 years so i'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna nitpick everything that they do yeah you know so yeah exactly whatever Alrighty, hang on i think i got a thing to give that i gotta play now what a thing to play oh look at that yeah that's right hang on i got a plug i gotta read too i gotta find it you got a plug well, I, I wrote some Patreon copy because oh. I kept fucking that shit up. Patreon copy pasta. Yep. So did Rick. <laughs> did he really? Yeah. Yeah. The guy that got him through it. <laughs> All right. I'd like to take a second and let you know about our Patreon page. Patreon is like a recurring tip jar where you can help support Blind Ninja Studios and help us continue to make new content. It'll... It also allows us to give you some ex- exclusive content and perks to it us. Okay, Stop I fucked that reading. up. Stop you know, reading. Fuck that. Go natural, So, Patreon, bro. guys, check it out. Uh, it allows us to give you some shit for giving us some money to keep this show on the air. Because, let's be honest, us Cost getting money. drunk every week, it gets a little spendy. Costs money. <laughs> so, feel, feel our future alcoholism. And also, donate on Patreon today. Also, doesn't help that this isn't our only show, of course. No, it isn't. No, <laughs> this is this is one of six, <laughs> soon plus, to be plus seven. A new one, yes. Uh, plus whatever so yeah. projects we have in the works. Uh, go to uh, www.patreon.com/slash/blindingstudios or follow the link on our homepage. Like if you go to our homepage, it's on the top in the middle. It just says you know subscribe to our Patreon right on the top. It's hard to miss. So if you if you miss it, it's your own damn fault. And just email me directly, and I'll send you a link because. I really want your money. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, do that. Uh, we, we do cool stuff. Uh, we did a movie night uh, last 
week for our for our Patreon subscribers. Yeah, you can actually see that on our Facebook page right now if you just kind of want to see what we did. It was a lot of fun. How was horrible fun. was that movie, though? Oh, hey, it was bad. No, it was good. And that was, oh, The was director bad. was the same director that did Godzilla. Well, he could. That explains a lot. Why did he kill Brian Cranston so soon? Yeah, yeah, that was. <laughs> why, why did why, why did did he lead me through an hour and forty five minutes right. of nothing? Uh, just uh, the minutes. the one announcement I want to make is the Divine Homebrew Competition, their third annual homebrew competition this year, July thirteenth. It's a Sunday. We're gonna be doing a live broadcast all day. That's uh, twelve to six ish. Uh, that's Central Time. Uh, we're probably going to be going a little longer because we're announcing we're, we announced the last winner at 6 p.m. and that's the that that's the winner for all the marvels. People's Choice, 6 p.m. You're gonna want to you're gonna want to be tuned in for that one for when I win. Um, it's really important that you are. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and if you can come down, come vote for my beer. Um, <laughs> You know, I have can doubt- I say that? Can I be like, hey guys, please, you please don't. <laughs> you can pander all you want. I have doubts that a double IPA is going to win. You're not running for government. You can pander for votes all you want, dude. You I'm putting myself people. down as assistant brewer on that double IPA, though. That's fine. I don't all care. right. As long as I get partial credit, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah, so that's, that's July 13th. We're going to be there all day. Uh, again, it's just going to be a really fun time. Every year we've gone, it's... Been just a complete blast. Been better than last time. Yeah. Uh, well, the first time Carlos cut his finger open. <laughs> nice. And if you want to hear that story, come to the show and we'll we'll tell it on air. <laughs> we probably will. We probably will. It'll be a lot of fun. Uh, other than that, if you have any feedback on this episode or any other episodes, go ahead and send us an email at feedback at blindnerdstudios.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash or follow us on Twitter at blind underscore ninja. And I'll see you guys next week. Peace.